3: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.
4: Let's get ready to
1: Rumble! Senior Nation
4: What's up, Discipline Investor? We yeah, have Benzinga CEO, Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nats.
1: Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Is Jessica mm-hmm. Billingley, as the CEO of Aperna. Yo, what's going on everybody? Happy Wednesday, hump day per Geico. Yeah, it was a solid commercial. Still think about it every single Wednesday and occasionally other days of the week as well. But what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Power Hour. My name is Luke Jacoby over here on the Benzinga team, and you are at the Trade idea Show. You have arrived. We are in this thing together. Um, but what's going on, everybody? Uh, like I mentioned just a moment ago, Trade Ideas, that's what we're going for on this show, okay? Not just coming from myself, not just from coming from our guests, but we have a hell of a lineup of guests today. I'll take you through that in a second. But most importantly, coming out of the chat, guys, in the chat, if you have any tickers that you are watching today, drop them in the chat. If you have anything you're trading today, anything you're especially bullish on, bearish on, let us know. Help your fellow zingers out. Let's get that idea stream rolling. Smash that like button. Share the stream because we are bringing you guys some fire today. So so lined up, uh, first things first, we're, we're going to have the, the CEO of Alfie, ticker ALF. Uh, is going to be joining us in just a couple minutes now. Um, if you, if you guys recall, we brought you that stock literally last week, uh, up more than a hundred percent since then. Uh, so 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 we're going to be bringing him back on. We're going to be talking about that. Um, uh, we're we're going to be talking to Color. Uh, Michael Mo is going to be joining us again. Super interesting company. Uh, recently got that Nasdaq uplisting. Uh, that's going to be at twelve thirty Eastern, and then at twelve forty five Eastern. Uh, we're going to be talking CarParts.com ticker P-R-T-S. COO David is back with us. I am in the stock. The stock got hammered yesterday, though, though maybe about 15% or so. A little bit of a recovery on that one. Uh, but we're going to be talking to David about what exactly is going on uh, and any updates that they have. But again, guys, jam-packed show that we have ahead of us. I'm taking a look at the tickers that we have Coming into the chat, FSR, TRGP, CCIV, DraftKings, um, a- AEI, I don't know that one, Palantir, SoFi, yeah, you guys have a lot of stocks you're watching today. I don't know if anybody saw Weed Maps. that SPAC deal closing today, um, so, so that's going to be a new symbol I'm expecting to, that we'll start seeing in there. Um, but again, guys, we're keeping it rolling. Keep the ideas coming. If you have any stocks in particular, you want us to talk about on the show, we will have some time today. Uh, other symbols that are on my radar. I don't have a pen Pro- producer. AT, could you grab me a pen, please? Thank you, sir.
3: Uh,
1: okay. I-, I fumbled the pen catch, but don't worry. We're good now. Uh, other takers that are on my radar today that we're going to be talking about. We have AMC, um, we're going to talk about torchlight. Uh, we're going to talk about Tesla and we're going to talk about Neo. So, so outside of the, the interviews that we have coming up, those are the ones that are on my radar. Uh, yesterday live on the show, we sold our position in GM. That was the first trade that we made in the live portfolio that we watch together every single day today. Um, so, so let's get after it. What what do y'all think? Um, and, and let me open this one up too. All right. First question of the day. First thing I'm crowdsourcing out to the community today. Who was watching that move in ALF yesterday? Ticker ALF. Uh, let, let me get the, the screen back on here. Give me a second, okay? I am going to... There we go. All right, there we go. So so here, here's... Let's zoom the chart out. So there's a five-day chart, right? Um, again, you, you see the stock gap in from the threes as high as nine. I think that was in the, the early pre-market or, or right after our open today. Uh, sitting at seven bucks more than a hundred percent run but guys if you were watching this stock yesterday or trading this stock drop a one in the chat um i want to see where everybody is at because we are bringing alf back onto the stream um you know by popular demand so so without further ado let's get straight into it Paul, well, how are you doing today, sir? Well, welcome back to the Power Hour. Uh, amazing day you've had. Uh, amazing, yeah. Crazy 24 hours, 48 hours, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. How are things sitting in your world?
5: Uh, it's, uh, it's going according to plan. I mean, we're just, we're powering down, we're powering through, we're executing on the contracts and uh, having a good time doing it, especially when you see when the stocks, I mean, it's the stock's trading a tight float and we're gonna keep it tight. Um, uh, you know, we respect those retail shareholders that have stepped in and taken those positions and we're going to, we're going to stick too true to our word and that floats going to stay tight until you start seeing revenues posted.
1: All right. There we go. First air horn of the day on that one. I love it. Um, and, and I know that we just asked you to do this like a, about a week ago. Um, yeah. but, but just really quick for anybody who isn't familiar with the company, it's called Alfie. Um, could, could you just give us a little bit of background on what you guys do? And then we'll get into the news that, that came out earlier this week.
5: Yeah, so, yeah, so <clears throat> you know, the dig- digital out-of-home markets have been really lagging uh, a technological infusion for about 20 years. So you've got your traditional out-of-home market, which are those billboards and print billboards. And then you've got what's called the digital out-of-home. But the tra- digital out-of-home markets today are really just digital screens. They're not intelligent. They're not, they don't capture data. They don't do any reporting. They're not real-time. And then we got what we call the Alfi out-of-home market, which is the Alfie platform, which uses computer vision. It's privacy compliant. Uh, we capture uh, de- uh, demographics of the users. Uh, uh, we're respecting their privacy. We never take any personal information. And that was one of the building blocks of building our platform. Uh, we use no cookies. And as a result, we're able to, to provide a much more targeted uh content, providing real uh, relevant content to the right person at the right moment in time. I mean, if you imagine, uh, that's a typical example I always give a bus stop, bus shelter. You've got the Claire Channel and JC the Coast screens there, and they just relentlessly serve these ads up, whether it's a rainy day, there's 10 people in front, nobody in front, all males, all females, it's indiscriminate um, impressions just serving up all day long. And so the brand owners really don't have that transparency and accountability on these screens. What Alfie does is Alfie, if it were Alfie platform, Alfie would detect, let's say a 25 year old female wearing a pair of yellow sunglasses and our machine learning models using the computer vision will will detect all those metrics. Alfie would then turn around and look in its portfolio and say, well, we're not gonna serve this 25 year old female a bunch of ads on retirement homes or wheelchairs. We're gonna serve her up maybe the." Um, the Louis Vuitton, the Prada, the Gucci sunglasses that we have there, fashionable uh, w- uh, sunglasses for women, because that's more relevant content for that user that's in front of the screen. And so just by virtue of doing that alone or targeting targeting is so much more accurate and it's so much more accountable because we report it. We we give the brand owners exactly what was delivered at what time and what kind of demographic of user was in front of the screen. So we, we, we believe that we, uh, Alfie will transform the the platform of what was traditionally the digital out-of-home to what we call the outer net, because Alfie really plays in two markets. There is the digital out-of-home market, which is about a $60 billion market, $60 And then there's the digital online market, which is a $600 billion market. That's controlled by Facebook and Google's of the world. Things are changing. The cookies are being pretty much done away with, their, their models going to have to be redefined. And then there's Alfie that sits right in the middle, uses no cookies. It's completely privacy uh, compliant, GDPR compliant. And we play in both the, the digital online market and the digital out-of-home market. So our potential market that we could go after is 600 billion plus 60 billion. And it's a huge market worldwide. And we're seeing, we're seeing people, uh, we're seeing companies all over the world uptake these and and subscribe to this platform uh, in a major way. Um, As we speak right now, uh, the Sunday Times in London heard about our Alfie Technology. um, And they're doing an exclusive on our deployment, which is taking place as I speak right now in Hammersmith Mall in London. Uh, That's under contract. It's been signed. It's the first SaaS subscription-based contract that Alfie is deploying in London. And uh, Hammersmith Mall, just so you know, is managed by Lambert Smith, and it's one of over fifty malls across the UK that they manage. Um, the opportunity there, I, I, could, I you can just imagine what the opportunity there is uh, after this with this first contract Absolutely. that we have. started.
1: And, and and so so I'm sort of the slowdown guy on this show. So so let me make sure sure I understand correctly and, and just try to do the quick recap. Um, but but basically, in short. Uh, the the computer is looking at the individual, and, and based on how the the computer interprets that individual, it's then able to serve ads that are targeted for that individual. Is that correct? That's correct. So let's just
5: take one simple model: gender, male, yep. female. So on your traditional digital or home uh, screens, ads are served Re- regardless of whether there's a male or female in front of the screen. Yep. Alfie's machine learning model uh, detects gender above 95% accuracy. So if it's a female, we'll serve ads that we that the brands have targeted for females. Maybe you know uh, fashion wear, cosmetics, things that, that women generally would would pay attention to. If it's a male, the ads will be targeted towards the males. And so right there by itself without even looking at any of the other metrics or any of the other machine models that we've built we're 50 percent ahead of the game because we we've, 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 we've been able to detect, detect a male or female so let's take it to, to come back to the same example i just gave that same 25 year old female wearing fendi sunglasses at the bus stop well if if you can't determine whether that's a male or female you won't know to serve up female fashion wear or fashion sunglasses to that person because You don't know who's in front of the screen so what we do is we detect what the demographics of the user in front of the screen are we don't detect who the user is because we have no interest whatsoever in your personal information and that privacy line is very very rigid with us and that was one of the basis of how we built this platform
1: Awesome and, and and Paul. So I, I, I want to talk about the announcement that you guys put out yesterday. We had the stock chart up just a minute ago. I mean the, the stock went from from being in the three dollar range to as high as nine bucks. Um, obviously a monster move. Can Can you give us some background on on this deal? What it means for the future and you know what what else you have in the pipeline?
5: Sure. Um, As I speak today, we have over 22,000 Uber and Lyft drivers signed up waiting for deployment of Alfie tablets uh, in major cities right across the U.S. Um, We're deploying hundreds of Uber drivers in Miami right now. There's a line. They're driving. They're being deployed. They've got hot dogs and hamburgers and Gatorade and drinks being served while the tablets are being installed. The install time is about three minutes per, 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 per Oh, wait, wait,
1: wait, So it only takes three minutes to install and they still get the hot dog?
5: Yeah, yeah. They still yeah, get it's the hot good dog. Deal.
3: It's
5: a good deal. <laughs> so um it's uh it's been going unbelievably well. And uh uh that's that that install is moving very quickly to the remote um install where it's, we've done it so dummy proof now where the driver themselves can actually do their own installs and um that's moving rapidly to that position because we're rolling out uh, after Miami, there'll be 10 simultaneous cities rolled out across the US. Um, and so we uh, the, 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 the demand is growing. And also the demand from the, the brands, the national brands are there. And we're, we're realizing that we have to step up our game a little bit more in Miami because there's more demand for ad space in Miami than we originally projected. So. Okay. Hence, the next ten thousand tablets, and we've basically committed fifty thousand tablets with Lenovo for delivery.
1: And and, and are all fifty thousand of those going to to Uber and Lyft, or not necessarily?
5: Yes, okay. Uber, Lyft, uh, um, Yolo, uh, and uh, <clears throat> pretty much.
3: Okay, excellent. Hey, I'm, Paul, how's it going? Uh, welcome yeah, back man. to the show. I, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing you last time, but I told Luke, I was like, this guy's so awesome. You got to step in for this one. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I believe last time we had you on, you kind of alluded to the, you know, that you might have some news coming out. Unfortunately, you, you couldn't share with the, us last time, but now that we see the news, it's it's a big deal. So I have a couple of questions about the deal. Um, is it like pretty even? Like, so you said you have 10,000 uh, deploying right now. Is it 5,000 to Ubers, 5,000 to Lyfts, or is
5: there a um uh, I, I honestly uh, but my answer is i don't know I, I i actually didn't we don't discriminate between the ubers and lifts uh, you know these guys uh you know they're working hard they're drivers we share revenue with them they're they're they're, they're very appreciative for that because any extra revenue that they can get will you know help their, Absolutely. You know, their, their cause and so we um i really don't we really don't differentiate between whether it's uh, half ubers and half lifts uh uh, I, so I I can't I honestly can't answer that, but I could find out and tell you. I mean, it's not a big deal.
3: No, I, I was just curious. Um, and then you you mentioned the revenue share. That was my next question. Is going to be so like all the extra revenue raised from from these advertisements. You know, how much of that is going back to you? How much is going to the companies Uber and Lyft? How much is going to the drivers themselves? Do you have the breakdown of that?
5: Yeah, so the drivers can earn up to fifteen percent of the revenues off of the ride shares. Um, but there's a whole bunch of other metrics that we have in place to give them additional revenue uh, opportunities uh, with, uh, with, uh, with casinos and with, uh, with restaurants and, and Q codes uh, with customers get dist- discounts in certain places. And, it, and then it's a, a concentric circle so that the, drive, the, the ride share that the driver got that Q code out of is tracked. And that 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 rideshare driver gets benefited and commissioned for that. So there's a whole there's a whole plethora of opportunities apart from just having the ads and branding and like content on the screens. Um, there's places to eat, places to shop, places to go, and all of those activities uh, have benefits to the drivers as well.
3: Wow! Look, we got someone in the chat saying they they're holding twenty thousand shares. That's a lot of of Alfi stock. Um, There we go. All right. There's an air horn for that one. (laughs) I I always, I always try to like, I always like the tangible examples. So you you mentioned the, you know, a mid twenties woman getting, uh, you know, uh, ads for sunglasses because she's got the Fendi sunglasses on the yellow sunglasses. So say Luke and I get, get an Uber with an Alfie tablet, right? So you got two, you know, mid twenties guys in the Uber. What kind of ads do you think we're going to be getting? You know, is it Bud Light ads? What do you, do you have that worked out or is it,
5: to the advertisers, so the advertise the brand owners and the content uh, owners, um, they they set the metrics on it initially, and then we feed it into our recommendation engines, and those engines then will pull up the most relevant ad first, and the least relevant ad last. So you might get a Bud Light ad, uh, you might get an ad for um, uh, the the event taking place at uh, in 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 Winwood this afternoon, or you might get a. Ad for the Spotify concert that's taking place down in Miami, as you know, Spotify moved you know, you know, their headquarters down here, which is a pretty nice building uh, right now in, in um, the Wynwood district. You know, so you might you might you may get ads relevant to what the brand or the content has targeted as their key dem- demographic of user or, or target. And then what happens is, as Alfie continues to train, Alfie will will start to learn and say, hey, you know something? It's not just the 25-year-old male that's interested in this product. This is what we found over the last 30 days, and this is the kind of reporting. So that sort of information is invaluable to the brand owner because now he can go back and retune his campaign to focus even more targeted or to add a a demographic or a user group that he wasn't even aware of before that was interested in his product. So it's a continual cycle of, of, of learning, and I call it not artificial intelligence, I call it assisted intelligence because that's really what it is. You know, it's assisted intelligence and assisting the business owners, the brand owners make to make um, intelligent business decisions about their targeting and their product and who their real markets are.
1: Awesome, and, and Paul, I have one last question for you. Uh, it, it's actually really a double question, but we'll count it as one. Uh, but, okay. but can you talk about what future deployments beyond the tablets will look like? Uh, and then, you know, at, from the investor standpoint, what's the next thing that we should have our eye on or be looking forward to?
5: Well, a uh, couple of interesting things. Um, <laughs> as you know, you know, we're rolling out the tablets. We're also looking at what we call launch pads. Um, and there are many companies out there. I, I, I can't name them right now that we're looking at acquisition targets for, Okay. Which we call launch pads because they've deployed devices and they don't have the intelligence that Alfie has on it. But by layering Alfie's technology on top of these devices, it's a fantastic launch pad for us and an uplift in revenue of almost like four hundred percent overnight. So there are some very targeted um, markets and uh, companies we're looking at. Um, just so you know, um, you know, and you'll be coming out. Um, Chris Whalen from Starlight joined us as the VP of National Sales yesterday. It was his first day at Alfie. Um, And there's a whole pipeline of exciting stuff that's going to be coming out based on um, some of the discussions we've had over the last 48 hours. Uh, And another interesting thing that you might want to know too is um, Tim Gannon, the founder of Outback Steakhouse is an investor in Alfie. Uh, He was so intrigued by the the, the technology that we're going into contract with his chain, his restaurants to deploy uh, Alfie in in those restaurants. Wow. So.
1: All right. Absolutely interesting. And one last question out of the chat, Paul, do we have an earnings date yet? So,
5: yeah. So we're, so we're, so we're onboarding, we're now onboarding the revenues. Um, by the end of June, July is going to be a heavy month with with, with revenue onboarding. So LV, our earnings call will probably be uh, Q3 because Q2 is almost done. And we really just went, we just went public May 4th, which was a month ago. So we're now ramping up and powering. And, you know, look, you know, there are two things that we're doing and we're sticking hard to, you know, we're keeping the float tight. Uh, we've, we've been given a big back and we're swinging for the hills and it's going to be a home run and with the pipeline of projects that we have deploying and contracts on our belt.
1: Paul, well, I appreciate you taking the time out of such a busy, crazy 48 hours to join us.
5: I always uh, enjoy it. Listen, I got something. For the first 10 people that ping you, I'm gonna, we're going to mail out to them free Alfie caps.
1: Oh, hell yes. All right, All right. there we go. There's another air horn.
5: All right. So Aaron, if you get the first 10 people who send you their mailing addresses, we'll FedEx overnight to them Alfie Cups.
3: That's awesome, Paul. What I'm going to do is I'm going to throw in the email, powerhouratbenzinga.com. I first, just dropped
1: it in the chat. Let's the go. First, the first Let's get these
3: hats. 10 emails we get are getting free Alfie hats. Thank you, Paul, for doing that for Zinger Nation.
5: We love having I, I you on. I show. It's so much fun. I really enjoy You guys are great, and I really enjoy you hosting me. Thank you.
1: Absolutely, Paul. You are absolutely out here for the retail investor. You're for the little guy, just like we are. So we appreciate it.
5: Thank Let's you. Absolutely, those are the guys that make it happen, and I I, I thank them profusely. And we we stand strong. Uh, you know, we're keeping that float tight.
1: All right, I like it. Keeping the float tight, guys. There it is. You you asked us yesterday, last night. I I put a message into our our group chat here at Benzinga saying. You know, I'm getting a lot of pings about ALF, Alfie, right now. Uh, you know, let, let, let's see what we can make happen. We delivered on it. Paul came through for us. But all right, let, let's bring Michael Mo on the stream. He's, he's been hanging out patiently.
4: What a great name, Michael Mo.
1: I agree. Michael, what's going on, man? Welcome back. Happy to have you here. Everybody out there in the chat. The ticker is K-U-L-R, K-U-L-R. Somebody in Zinger Nation, put that ticker in the chat. Help your fellow Zingers out. But Michael how are you doing today sir i'm doing great hey guys uh love the show uh, thanks for having me absolutely absolutely um and and i know that we've made you do this once before but i'm just going to ask again for anybody who's not familiar can you just give us a little bit of background on the company um i, I think talking about some of the the ev aspects some of the space aspects are, are super interesting
2: sure yes yeah. so a uh, quick introduction about cooler technology uh we come from uh about uh, over 30-year heritage of developing carbon fiber-based uh, thermal management uh, applications for 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 space. Our products are trusted by NASA. We're on the uh, Mars Rover Perseverance program. We're on the International Space Station to keep the astronauts' laptop battery safe, and on numerous different uh, aerospace and defense applications, uh, which we're now deploying to multiple uh, billion-dollar uh, you know mass market applications as well. Uh, Our management team have decades of experience uh, in technology, product development, sales, marketing, operations. Uh, Our customers include NASA, JPL, Lockheed Martin, and our partners like uh, uh, Michael Andretti's Andretti Autosports. Our mission is to take the space proven technology uh, to keep the lithium-ion battery and electronics cooler, lighter, and safer. Uh, and, and can we talk about the EV
1: market a little bit? That, that was something that I found is especially interesting. The last time you were on, you, 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 you talked to you last time you were on, you went from here's our space applications. Here's our EV applications. I'm like, okay, this, 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 this company has got some interesting things going on.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, when you talk about EV and space, right, the common denominator that, that we think is the, uh, electrification of uh, energy storage and transportation. So, like I said, our mission is to take that technology and then to make the batteries and electronics cooler, lighter, and safer. So, in real-life applications such as energy storage, uh, lithium on battery safety is very important. You don't want your uh, battery to to uh, to catch fire. Uh, for the uh, for the EV application, it's the same thing. We have uh, battery testing technologies used by EV vendors, electric uh, planes, like the EV tow guys. Um, this is a technology that was actually invented by NASA for their space program. We became the exclusive licensee partner and commercialization partner for them since 2018. Now we have uh, dozens uh, of customers in all areas of EV, EV tow, power tools, uh, e-bikes, using that technology to test for battery safety. Awesome,
1: uh, and and you recently announced the uplisting to the exchange. You, you guys are now on on AMEX, which I believe is a is a ICE NICE owned property. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about what about that uplisting and then what that means for the business, ability to raise capital, I- anything along those
2: lines? Sure. yeah, we we uh, I think it was last Monday we got uplist to the newer stock exchange at the the American exchange. I'd uh, like to really to thank our shareholders, employees, customers, partners have been along with us all you know all this way. Uh, now we're on the newer stock exchange, um, access to new institutional and retail investors. So everybody can participate in our growth. Um, and obviously, it's a big platform, more liquidity coming to the name. Um, I think more importantly on the NICE, um, we're held to a much higher standard uh, of execution and also transparency uh, to our stakeholders, right? Um, we've been h- working hard to build our team, uh, to expand the operation. We're investing very heavily in all uh, areas of our business, the R&D, operation, product development, sales and marketing. And then, So we'll continue to demonstrate that, uh, that we're meeting and exceeding our milestones uh, in revenue, product launch, and uh, engagement with tier one customers and partners. So, yeah, be, being on the nice is great. It's just the beginning for us.
1: Okay. And Michael, you, you brought up the product pipeline. Let, let's focus in on that for a second. Yeah. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about what you have in store um, and, and then, you know, bi- biggest opportunity that you think is ahead of you in terms of product development?
2: Yeah, great. Um, we believe that energy storage, uh, battery transportation, and uh, smart and safe batteries for high-value applications like drones and EV is going to be the growth driver for uh, Cooler for 2021 and beyond. So, on the energy storage side, we've been talking about we work with energy, energy storage customers to meet safety requirements such as the ur 9540 and some of the new fire department safety codes that's coming across the country. So. Uh, things are getting more and more, uh, you know, uh, strict, um, and then we have the technology to help the customer do that. So we expect, uh, customer launches, uh, in the second half of 2021 on that, um, on the battery transportation. And when you
1: say customer launches, does it, does that mean new, like, like large enterprise customers that, that you're announcing
2: or, or is that additional products going to those customers? What exactly does that mean? So that's, uh, one of the customers, I don't want to steal their thunder, but, uh, uh, they've been, uh, working, um with the regulatory bodies to get their uh, battery pack approved for uh, some of the most most strict uh, uh, fire safety requirements around the country. Um, so you know, when they come to the market, they will be the only one that meet that requirement uh, for these states, for, for uh, enterprise and hospitality deployment. Uh, so super excited about that. Um, and then we're working with regulatory bodies to continue to refine safety regulations on that. So yeah, so that's a a product launched by the customer, Uh, our components and our solution is in their product. Therefore, as they scale up, our uh, revenue is starting to ramp uh, with the customer, right? Um, So yeah, so that's on the energy storage side. Uh, On the battery uh, transportation and the storage side, we recently announced that we received a a special permit from department transportation to yep. ship uh, over two kilowatt hour, uh, you know, battery packs for recycling without uh, hazmat training. Uh, so really, what it does? So is- yeah,
1: so yeah. Tell tell us exactly what that means. I, I'm lo- I was looking at that press release as well. I'm I'm putting it up on the screen, guys, so, so you guys can take a look. And look at this old exchange on there. That's you know, you gotta. gotta
2: Right. Uh, a, a nice updated little ticker symbol now. But right.
1: uh, yeah, yeah. T- tell us what exactly that means and, and what the significance is. Yeah,
2: here. so um, that's actually, uh, it's the technology that's on the International Space Station that's uh, right now storing the astronauts' laptop battery and the tablets. We uh, repurpose that uh, and we build special cases uh, for commercial use to ship recycled uh, prototype batteries, and also DDR batteries. DDR batteries are uh, what they call damage, defective, and recall batteries. As you remember, the Samsung Galaxy 7 had a kind of infamous event a few years ago, you had to recall you know, a million phones in, in a very short period of time. So, th- so those are called DDR batteries. So we put in three different permits, uh, applications in with the proof of our technology. The first one we got the permit for is the recycle uh, battery. So, um, this is um, what we call the, we, what, well, what we think is going to be a game changer for recyclers, for OEMs, when they have the batteries to ship um, in, in that kind of size, two kilowatt hour, uh, you can put into our case without hazmat training, ship anywhere around the country. So, really reduce the cost of operation for the customer and they really streamline their business operation. So that's a game changer for us or, or you know, for, for the customer. Um, so now we're working with different, um, you know, all the larger recycling companies and some OEMs and starting to uh, deploy that technology. Um, and then we have two other permits pending. One is a prototype battery. Uh, one is a DDR battery as, as well in, uh, in, this, in this kind of large uh, size. So when it gets to um, that kind of size, we think that we are unique. We're... Uh, probably the only one in the country that has a special permit to handle batteries of this size. Okay,
1: and 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 let let me ask about this too. You you brought up the laptops on on the space station. I think you said is that is yeah, that International
2: Space Station. All yeah. right,
1: International Space Station laptops. Right, we we know what we all know what astronaut ice cream is. Okay, it's <laughs> clear. It's a you know nice little snack. Um, but but batteries in the space station, I, I imagine that there's some sort of charger that's regenerating those batteries in the laptops rather than them just bringing up here's a bucket of batteries. Is, is that accurate or, or how exactly does that work?
2: Well, that's, you know, the charger is probably generated by solar or it's, you know, internal generation at the International Space Station. But the mm-hmm. laptop batteries still need to be charged from the power source. Of the International Space Station, so yep. as you know, astronauts move, you know, move around, do their work, and their computer is powered by the laptops and the tablets. Uh, and so as they charge them, as you know, they have many spares. Some of them go to end of life; they store them uh, in their storage compartment. And Absolutely. as you can imagine, the International space station the real estate is really tight so um, they want to pack them as closely as possible so um in the case that um, and, and it, let me
1: ask this one too again yeah. and then we'll move off of the space station questions but i'm sort of curious is it like a normal three-pronged outlet that they plug into you know
2: their uh, devices it, it, yeah it's your dell computers your hp's of the world you know so they it's the same laptop they probably go to a little bit you know higher screening process to make sure yep. they're 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 you know okay. they're, they're good quality right so this, packs, in, yeah in short they just pack like a hundreds of these things in in a case you don't want any of them to catch fire so Absolutely. that's what we do to, pr- uh, to protect the batteries yeah okay and, and Michael
1: let, let me ask you one more question uh you know what should investors be looking out for what what's on the horizon that we should have our eyes on what sort of announcements catalysts etc should we be tuned into?
2: yeah so we should be measured by achieving our milestones and i think that uh, um the three different milestones that investors should look for one is revenue growth one is product launch one is customer and partner uh launches as well so on the revenue growth side uh, we exited 2020 um uh, the q4 we grew about 200 percent year over year q1 2021 we grew about, you know over 400 percent year over year we uh, are investing like i said we're investing heavily so that we want to maintain that growth for the rest of 2021 and 2022. So revenue growth will be a good milestone to measure us. Then the other one is product launch, right? So we're fundamentally a core technology company. So the you know the fundamental value of the company is based on the technology. So we will continue to invest heavily on that. Um, so we're going to continue to launch you know products, uh, and then that's what the investors should look for. And third is customers and partners. So tier one customers. As they go to uh, mass production, we launch with them. And then uh, that's what the investors should look for. So a great product with a great customer launch. That's the engine for the flywheel of growth.
1: Awesome. Well, Michael, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come back to us. Join us again on the Power Hour. Super interesting company, guys. We promise you we are bringing interesting stocks, especially ones that you might not have heard of before. Again, the ticker is KULR. Somebody in Zinger Nation in the chat Drop that ticker in there again for us. Um, and Michael, we, we hope to have you back sooner. And as you guys have announcements, let, let us know, make, make sure. Great. Yeah. We'll, can we'll I, can, right can, can
2: I just add one more thing? Um, oh yes. yeah, Yes. I well, I will be, let me show you this. You can see this. I will be on Hold Reddit. Reddit. Hold uh, on. It's my first make time. It Ask me anything on Reddit. Uh, okay. Um, there we go. Thursday. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking forward to engage with more uh, investors and, uh, and the shareholders on the different forums. And, and g- g- give us the date and time of that. Uh, June 23rd, uh, 2 p.m. ET.
1: All right. Perfect. There you have it, guys. So, so, so if I asked the wrong questions, you, you had the right questions to ask, Michael. Maybe you want more space facts. That's always what interests me. Um, There you go. June 23rd, 2 p.m. Eastern. He's going to be on Reddit doing an Ask Me Anything. Let's go. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. I'm going to keep us clipping. Jam-packed show as always. Uh, We're we're, we're bringing the fire today. So so we just talked to ALF. We just talked to K-L-U-R. We have a third public company who's about to join us. I'm going to throw him onto the stream here with me in just a second. David, what's going on, man? Coming to us from carparts.com, ticker PRTS. Um, uh, oh, there we what's go.
0: up, Luke? There it is. How you Not doing? Much,
1: man. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. I love that Geico commercial from, I checked it last night, seven years ago, hump day, the camels. Uh, but what's up in your world?
0: Hey, everything's good, man. Can't complain. But I got to ask you about that McLaren. Uh, okay. Tell me about that experience and did you get into any accidents?
1: Okay, so, so you saw the McLaren, guys. We didn't I even did. talk about this on the show yet. So tomorrow we're going to have full McLaren footage, okay? So hit subscribe. Stay tuned. Uh, but, but Benzinga was gifted a McLaren for a handful of days. It was very scary. It got fun a couple hours into it but I'm like a pretty conservative driver and driving around a $350,000 vehicle uh, freaks me out a little bit. There's no doubt about that. So Luke, if you need any parts, you know who to call, right? You and I? Yes. Thank God I did not need any parts, guys. The website, carparts.com. Yeah, we did not wreck the vehicle. That was obviously a concern. Um, And we, we got some good footage too. So tomorrow everybody in Zinger Nation will be looking at that. Uh, and you know what we have today too, uh is, is we have a tremor, a Ford tremor. I think it's a trim on the Ranger and the F one fifty. I don't know which version we have. Um Ranger,
4: the Ranger, there we go. nice ranger. mustard yellow ranger. Brand it's it's a new one, but uh um the, I gotta say one thing. I gotta say in this interview, car parts perfect, you know, guest to come on. So I was like an electric guy. I was like, "Oh, when I hear these loud engines and cars with all these like, you know, parts and motors and stuff, I was like, ah, oh, their engine I loved." And I mean, I love driving the car with the engine with the i love driving the McLaren. I love the it's noise. It's the best man. It's music. It's it, totally man. And I, uh, all right, and all right. I was, and I was a hater, Luke, I have to be honest Yes. until I drove it. Like I was, an, I would say I was a number one hater of loud cars and no, I am a changed, changed man.
1: Yes. I, I can, can I tell a story from this weekend? Sure. Yeah. It's coming. Okay. So, so, so I was talking to Jason. We had some work to get done on, on Sunday. Um, You know, he's like, yeah, I'll be home, whatever. So I drove over at his house, get there on one o'clock shows up about an hour and a half later. Oh, just, I drive, just driving the car, just sitting there by myself, which is fine. I know you have fast internet.
4: <laughs> I, couldn't, very nice. I couldn't stop driving. I, the, 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 that that engine, I mean, come on. I mean, that's just, like a Tesla's one thing, but no noise. I mean, this thing, this is amazing.
1: It's a head turner, too.
4: Oh, sure. it's a head turner like no other. Yeah, that's Luke, that, couldn't have said it better. That's right. So, all right, enough about combustion engines and, and cars, but the, the, the they're the real deal, real deal. So it was awesome.
1: But All right. So, so, so David, you know, we, we, we've spoken a couple times. times am definitely mm-hmm. a believer in the company. You got me fired up about it. I'm a shareholder now converted by you, awesome. but, but we, 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 we had a bad day yesterday. You know, we, we were at, uh, you know, somewhere in the 19 range stock got all the way as low as the 16s. Can, can you tell us what's going on?
0: Hey, listen, the market can go three directions up, down or sideways. So, Uh, You know, yesterday was a bad day. Today might be a better day. You know, what I can tell you is, you know, two and a half years ago, the stock was 97 cents. Uh, Today it's 18, $19. You know, what we're doing is we're building an exceptional business. Uh, We have something that no one else has in the industry. We have a proprietary catalog. We have our own supply chain. Uh, This morning at 6 a.m., we announced that we're expanding one of our DCs. So two years ago, we had two DCs. Yeah, DC two distribution is
1: distribution center?
0: Distribution centers, <laughs> yes, okay. warehouses. So we have our own supply chain. So two years ago, two distribution centers. Today, five, expanding to six, then moving into Florida, seven. So you know, that should remind you of some of the other players like you know, Wayfair and Chewy and some of the other players that invest in their, their supply chain. So we control the whole supply chain from the sourcing, the data, the supply chain, and we ship it directly to the customer, and that's how we win. And so, you know, as an investor, what you should care about is, you know, sales and margin, margin dollars. And what our supply chain allows us to do is secure those margin dollars, not like a traditional marketplace. We own the inventory, we ship it directly to the customer, and we can control the entire experience. And you should feel excited about that.
1: All right. So, so, so I know we had a little bit of insider selling yesterday. I'm not going to put out, you, you weren't on the list, so, so, so don't worry, but, uh, I, 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 but, but I'm you're saying don't worry. On that, like, As a long-term investor, don't be worried about it. That's what you're saying?
0: Yeah. So I'll tell you one thing about the insider selling, because okay. I think that's a fair push. Uh, so me personally, I sold uh, 267 shares. So that's about, you know, I don't know, three or $4,000. Um, it's, you know, sell to cover. So, you know, the entire management team is incentivized with performance shares and it's long-term incentives. And yeah. as the company delivers results, uh, we get a piece of our compensation in shares. So for me personally, 90% of my compensation is in the form of performance equity. So if you do well as a shareholder, I do well. If I don't deliver the results that I promise, you know, I get 10% of my comp. So yeah. uh, what you want is you want the cash to be invested in inventory, marketing, supply chain, and data and catalog. And you want the executive team like me to be incentivized for performance, oh, yeah. and if I don't perform, kick me out. That's the that's the rule.
1: Okay. Um. And and you know, Jay, Jay, I want to talk about EV for a second too. Just we got a couple questions about this in the chat. Um. But but can you talk about you know with, with the advent of EVs and that becoming a bigger part of the marketplace? How, how does that impact your business? Are you guys carrying EV parts? Will there be as much demand for parts, etc.?
0: Yeah. So for sure. So you know, one of the misconceptions about our business is that we're all combustion engine. And the reality is 90% of the parts we sell are agnostic to the powertrain, which okay. means we can sell for a combustion engine, but we can also sell for a Tesla or a Prius or a Chevy Volt. Uh, what it means for us is that the car park is going to change. There is going to be more EVs and more hybrids on the road, and we have to carry those parts, both on the replacement side and the mechanical parts. Uh, you know, Last year, we launched a, a destination for EV drivers, you know, it's easy to remember. It's carparts.com slash EV. And you have the tools, the parts, and the information you have, you need to get your EV back on the road. So we're making some investments today. You know, right now it's just, you know, a few percentage points when you look at total sales. But yep. over time, that's gonna get a bigger piece of the pie because the cars are gonna get older, the EV cars are gonna get older. So when Tesla is turning 10, 15, 20, we're gonna be right there to deliver the parts.
1: Awesome and and David I, I know we, we've spoken a few times now but but what other updates can you give us anything else you want to touch on highlight that's changed in, in the story what you guys have going on um, and, and again guys I, I know I'm, I'm being a little tough but here let me let me take my screen share back what one of the reasons why and we've talked about the your stock on this show plenty of times without you being here we, we've cited these numbers a few times one of the reasons why I love this company is if we look at the, the revenue growth on a year-over-year basis, check this out. We went from $87 million to $145 million in the most recent quarter. So, so obviously, I mean, the, the, the performance of the company has been amazing. We look at the one-year chart of the stock. It's, it's been amazing. But yeah, David, what, what can you tell us that you're excited about, you've been working on, is, is new rolling out, et cetera?
0: So I'll, I'll give you a couple of things. So number one is brand awareness. You know, we're making a big push on offline advertising. So traditionally we've been doing a lot of online advertising. Now you're seeing TV advertising, TV campaigns, professional fight league sponsorship, NASCAR sponsorship, fishing link sponsorship. So you're gonna see the name carparts.com a lot more than before. So that's number one. Number two is customer- If you need to
1: sponsor any YouTube shows, just let me know, you got my number, okay? (laughs) But keep going.
0: If you're gonna be driving a McLaren, maybe we should talk, yes. Yeah, all
1: right, all right, there we go. I
0: think, you know, number two is technology investments specifically around customer experience, which means making the website faster, easier to use, easier to discover and delivering all the information in one place. That's mobile friendly. So 80% of our, of our traffic is mobile. So we have to deliver an experience for customers to be able to find all the information that they need to get back on the road. That's number two, number three, which is what I'm most excited about is supply chain and inventory expansion. So again, a few years ago, we had two distribution centers. Today, we have five. We're expanding. We're adding 150, 156,000 square feet. We have more than a million square feet of warehouse space, more than $100 million of inventory. And it's fast moving inventory. So you look at the brick and mortar locations, their inventory will turn 1.5 times, 1.8 times a year. Our inventory will turn 3.5 to 4 times a year. So it's good inventory, good margin, fast turns. And then Florida. You know, right now we have a lot of coverage in the United States, North, East, South and West, like the Southeast is a big market for us. Florida is a huge market. We're expanding there. We're opening a new DC, 180,000 square feet. That's going to push the size of the supply chain to 1.2 million square feet. And that's what I'm excited about.
1: Awesome. Well, David, I appreciate you coming back on the show, coming and hanging out with us for, for a little bit. You know, like, like, like I mentioned at the top, you got me into the stock. I saw the insider selling, you know, some of those things yesterday. I wanted to talk about it. Um, and, and can you give me the stat on the, the, the car part market again? You, you, you gave me one stat last time you were on that made me fall in love with, with the space. It was only like 3% of, of car parts are sold online versus 97% through traditional channels. What is that one? I'll give you a couple. So number okay.
0: one is 300 million cars on the road in the United States. Number two, which is a number that just came out, the average age of a car on the road is 12.2 years. So most people don't drive a brand new car. Average is 12 years. Number three is the size of the price $300 billion. That's just aftermarket auto parts. And then the last one, which you referred to, is what percentage of aftermarket parts are sold online? And it's only 3%. Compare that to Chewy, compare that to Wayfair. Like that's 15 to 20%. So for us, you know, you get the three to four, you get the four to five. And it's PRTS to the moon.
1: There we go. I love it. To the moon. Airhorn David coming on and hanging out with us once again, sir. And as always, keep us in touch. When you guys are making these announcements, you should break them with Benzinga. You know, we'll, we'll do. I promise. Get the word out. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Luke. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Up.
4: Again, if you know any developers, designers, writers looking for a job, SEO people, please give us a reach out at powerhourbenzinga.com. Have a great day.
3: At Parker, our purpose is simple.